So this morning we are continuing on in our series on prayer. So for the past, well, last week we had a guest speaker, Greg, come and speak about evangelism. Uh, so if you missed that, it's available on YouTube and he did a great job. It was really fun to be here for that. Uh, we got rained on a little bit, but it was still fun. And But the last two weeks before that, we started a series on prayer. So we were talking a little bit about prayer and a few different aspects of, uh, about prayer. So if you remember back, it was a long time ago. Anyone remember the first lesson or anything about the first lesson on prayer? Anyone? Gwen, yeah, you're about to raise your hand. Yeah. Uh, part of it, yeah. Yeah, part of it is that we, we pray in God's will. We have to pray in his will, and he's in heaven. Ella? Yes, God likes it when you ask. That's one of, the, one of these things that we sometimes forget, that God actually wants us to ask him for things, and he, he tells us to ask him. Uh, and God wants to give us the things that we ask for. Uh, but the second part of that was that we have to ask in line with God's desires. So we have to make sure the things we're asking for are things that God likes. They're, they're kingdom things. Um, we're, we sh we're not asking for a Ferrari or things like that. Um, uh, but, but yeah, we have to pray in line with God's desires. And then the next Sunday, anyone remember what that was about? Putting you on the spot here. Anyone? Yes, hearing from God. Yes, the importance of uh, asking is important, but it's also important uh, to listen when we pray. Prayer is a conversation with an actual being, a personal being. So it's really important that we spend time listening to the Lord in, in prayer. Now, today I want to talk about uh, things that can hinder our prayers. Things that can hinder our prayers. I like to think about this like like um, things that can hinder your driving. Does anyone have car problems here? Anyone get car problems often? Marvin, yes, I know you do. <laughs> I have had a lot of car problems in the last <laughs> couple months. So for some reason, this metaphor just came to mind. Uh, but I like to think about it like car problems. Um, right now, I have a rattle, this rattling noise in my car that whenever we hit a bump, it just makes this weird rattling noise. And I have no idea what it is. Uh, but I like to make things up. I like to say, oh, it's probably just a toy in the trunk or something, or maybe it's a stick caught underneath the, <laughs> underneath the car. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but I make up all these ideas or all these, all these speculations as to what it could be. I never really know for sure until I go get it checked out. And so I think sometimes with prayer, when, when our prayer life is not, uh, when we're not seeing a lot of answers to prayer or when it's not functioning the way it should, sometimes we make up all sorts of ideas of maybe it's this, I don't know for sure. Maybe, maybe this is getting in the way or, or, or things like that. So today I want to take a look at our, our owner's manual here, just like our car owner's manual. And this gives us a lot of insight into things that can hinder our prayers or, or reasons why God uh, might say no to our prayers. So let's take a look at uh, a few different things here. Um, there's a lot of scriptures here, so um, pay attention. I'm not going to focus on anyone specifically, but, but I'm going to kind of jump through a bunch of them. So 
So the first thing that the scriptures talk about that is a hindrance to prayer is sin, is sin. There's a lot of verses about this, and I'm just going to read a couple here. So in Proverbs 28, verse 9, it says, If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. Isaiah 59, verse 2 says, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. John 9 verse 31 says, We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. First uh, John 3 verse 21 to 22 says, Dear friends, if our conscience doesn't condemn us, we can ask, we can boldly look to God and receive from him anything we ask. And we receive it because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. So there's a lot, there's a lot of verses. This is just a few of them that talk about how sin can be a hindrance to prayer. And I know that's maybe not a popular thing to say. Maybe that's kind of messes with our theology a little bit that, that sin can actually hinder us from prayer in our prayer life. And uh, James 5 verse 16 actually says that as we confess our sins to each other um, and to God, we grow in righteousness. And this actually makes our prayers more powerful and more effective. So, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I haven't heard a lot of teaching on this. Growing up, I don't think I was ever taught that sin had a connection to our prayer life. And it was only until I began studying prayer recently that I saw all these verses that talked about it. And I know, I think there's a few reasons why we sometimes get nervous around uh, this kind of teaching. I think it, it can make us nervous because it can lead us to thinking that God will never answer our prayers unless we have everything figured out. Like until we get our, everything clean and we're totally fine and perfect, then God will finally answer our prayers. Or we feel like it'll, it'll lead to a le like legalism where we think we have to do all these right things in order for God to listen to us. And those are both wrong. Those are both wrong. Um, we can still have this teaching without believing that we have to, uh, perform the right way in order for God to listen to us. That's not how it works. So let's consider Luke 18, verse 10 to 14, just to get a sense of what this looks like. I love this passage here, so um, listen closely to this one. It says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even this tax collector over here. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. I find that so powerful every time I read it. I can just picture the guy coming to the temple and just in this spirit of humility, knowing that uh, coming before God and repenting and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I, I, I know I'm a screw up. And <laughs> we're all screw ups, aren't we? we? I can identify with this story. And so what, what do you notice about this passage in reference to sin and prayer? 
the, the relationship between sin and prayer. Anything specifically? It has to be confessed, yeah, for sure. Anyone else? Yeah, Jean. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Jean said, uh, for those on Zoom, she said that the, the prayer of the Pharisee didn't connect with God. He didn't connect with God in his prayer time. Uh, but the humble person did uh, because of that spirit of humility. Uh, anything else that you notice about the connection between sin and prayer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pharisee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Marilyn said the Pharisee didn't even think that he could have sin in his life. He he just assumed that he didn't. So yeah, there's there's very different postures of prayer, isn't there? Very different postures. And so for for this Pharisee, he he probably is reading some of these Old Testament passages that say um that your sin hinders you from prayer and he knows that he's checking all the boxes of the law. He knows I'm giving all the I'm giving a tenth of the, my money. I'm I'm doing all the right things, Lord. So I thank you. Thank you that you've blessed me and thank you that I'm holy. And so I actually looking at the Pharisees' prayer, I actually thought like maybe I pray like this sometimes. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for for that my life is so good and and that I haven't like screwed up in crazy ways. Like I realize that sometimes I pray like this. Um but but as we can see, the Pharisee was doing everything right, but he was, he was thanking God. He was following the rules. Uh, he was obedient to the letter of the law, yet his heart wasn't righteous. His heart was not righteous. So God was not pleased with his prayer. And this other man who was a sinner, he knew he was a sinner. And he, it turns out he was the one with the true heart of righteousness. And so God was pleased with his prayer. So, so when we read all these other verses about how our sin hinders our prayer, um, we have to really understand that growing in righteousness is not just about checking all the boxes. It's not just about checking all the, the do's and don'ts. Uh, but it's about having a heart of submission, a heart of humility, and a heart of repentance towards God in, throughout our whole lives. And so that is what leads to true righteousness and that is what makes our prayers more powerful when we pray in that spirit of repentance. Does that make sense? Does that clarify a little bit about the, how we can sometimes get nervous about legalism? It's, it's not about checking all those boxes. Uh, it's about praying in that spirit of humility. So as you pray, this is a tip for our prayer lives. As you pray, examine your heart and ask the Lord, is there anything I'm doing or any heart issues that I have that aren't pleasing to you, Lord? Is there anything inside of me that's not pleasing to you? And then uh, the best way to respond to that is through repentance. So sin is, is a big hindrance to prayer. The next thing is doubt or lack of faith. 
James 1, verse 5 to 8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. So again, this is, I think this is another one of those biblical truths that it's not popular to talk about. And I think the reason this is, is because this has sometimes been used as a weapon. Sometimes, I think we've, we've heard stories of people who are sick, who are blamed for their sickness, because you probably just don't have enough faith to get healed, or things like that. And that is basically taking these scriptures and using them as a weapon to, to kick someone while they're down, to hurt someone while they're down. So we don't use these scriptures like this. These scriptures are intended to help us to pray. They're not intended to be, to be weapons. So we have to be sensitive in the way we, we communicate these to other people, especially if someone's struggling. So with that being said, it's, the Bible is very clear that faith is a very important ingredient to prayer. Uh, I found Hebrews 11 verse 6 really helpful in this. It says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So faith, faith essentially here is what I was talking about in my first prayer lesson, that we have to believe that God actually wants to respond to us when we pray. Um, it's kind of hard to pray if you don't think God's going to actually do anything about it, isn't it? Um, so faith is actually a very positive thing. It's about trusting in God's goodness. It's about trusting that God actually wants to reward you when you pray, pray to him diligently, when you seek him diligently, that he actually wants to respond because he's a good father. I like to think about it like if I diligently seek my dad, I have a great relationship with my dad. And if, if I diligently seek him and say, dad, I'm really struggling with this thing right now. Uh, can you help me with this? I'm very sure my dad will help me. Very confident. Uh, because I know his nature and I, and I trust his nature. So that, that's kind of the essence of faith is that um, it's trusting in God's goodness. It's trusting that he wants to respond to us. So another tip as you pray, earnestly seek the Lord and believe that he wants to reward you as you earnestly seek him. And if you find this hard to do, I know we can't just force ourselves to believe some of these things. If, if we're struggling, but if you're finding this hard to do, just ask the Lord and say, Lord, please increase my faith. Please increase my trust in you and show me, show me your goodness. Because Lord, I believe it's here in scripture, uh, but maybe I'm not feeling it right now. So lack of faith is another possible hindrance to prayer. The third is wrong motives. I think this one's pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, James 4 verse 3 says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, despite what many preachers say, I, I don't think God's main desire for us is to experience riches and wealth and, and all of these things. So again, don't, don't be asking for a Ferrari or things like this. These are not, these are not kingdom prayers. These are very earthly prayers. <laughs> and so I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I think we all know uh, that we have to pray with right motives. 
a great way to to make our motives line up with God's is to read the scripture, uh, make a practice of this every day. And as we do that, the um, our will lines up with the Lord's will and we start to know the things that he desires. So yeah, wrong motives. Another hindrance to prayer is an interesting one here. I'll just read the passage before I say what this hindrance is. It's 1 Peter 3 verse 7. It says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Isn't that an interesting one? Treat your wife, be considerate with your wife, treat them with respect so that nothing will hinder your prayers. I remember reading that and thinking, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't think of my relationship to my wife having any effect on my prayer life. Um, but I think the Lord really cares about our relationships. It's very clear in scripture that, that God really deeply cares about how we interact with each other, uh, with our wives, with our families, with our communities. Um, and this actually has an effect on our prayers. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so there's another verse in Proverbs that says, whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. So I think the principle is the same, that the way we treat those around us um, often has a deep connection to how God will respond to us. Jesus also says in another, another spot, um, if you don't forgive your brother or I think it's your brother, uh, your heavenly father will not forgive you. And that's heavy. That is very heavy stuff. Um, so the way we treat others around us is so important. And it's, it's really, it really breaks my heart just over the past year, all the hostility we've seen. Um, we've seen so many, we've seen families ripped apart. We've seen people just arguing about everything. And, and the situation has just become crazy right now, very polarized. And that's really broken my heart to, to see that in the church as well sometimes. And uh, we've been pretty blessed here at Trinity with a strong sense of unity. But, but it's hard. It's hard to see that, um, that a lot of people are, are not valuing relationships and not serving each other. So when it comes to prayer, here's my tip again for prayer. As you come to prayer, first consider, before you even start praying, First, consider, do I have any broken relationships that, that I can try to make right? I know there's times when there's brokenness that we can't reconcile with people. There's just uh, things that are blocking that. But, but are there relationships that I should go and seek to try to make right? Remember, Jesus said, if, if your brother has something against you, you go and make it right. It's not if you have something against them. It's if someone else has something against you, go and try to make it right. Go and try to reconcile. And um, as you do this, or before you pray, I would encourage you to do this and, and make every effort to be at unity with, with others. And it turns out this has an effect on our prayers. So if, if we want to pray uh, effective prayers, we have to be in good relationships or make every effort to be in good, good relationships with others. So that was an interesting one that I, I wouldn't think about, um, but as I was researching this, it, it kind of uh, clarified that for me. And so after all of these things, 
there's there's one more i wouldn't call it a hindrance to prayer but a, a, a reason why god might not answer prayer and this is when god has a different plan in mind you i think oftentimes this is our go-to response when god says no to our prayers we often jump to this and say well it must not have been god god's plan um sometimes it's not but there's other times when god when there's other things that are hindering our prayer life so but there are examples in scripture where god where people are doing all the right things they're praying in faith they're praying they're living in obedience uh and god says no i'm going to allow i'm going to say no to that prayer and we talked about that example of paul remember paul says i have that thorn in my flesh and he said he prayed to god three times lord please take this away and god says no i'm going to leave it because my grace is sufficient for you so in that example god said no because he had an even better response he wanted to bring about uh he he didn't do it to punish paul or to to hurt him or intentionally like that but but he knew this would grow paul in righteousness and so he allowed it to to remain this thorn in his flesh and notice in this in this passage um god worked it for good and god also told paul that he was leaving it and god communicated with him and said um no i'm not going to take this away so i think i think when there's times when we're praying persistently for something and, and it's not happening we should really listen to the Lord and pay attention and say, Lord, is there a reason why? Is there something else you want to do here? And so that's why listening prayer is so important as well. So a recap, quick recap. Some of the potential hindrances to prayer is sin. Sin is a big one. And our response to this is to pray in repentance and humility. Pray with a humble heart. Uh, it's not about wanting to be perfect or making sure you're perfect before you pray. No, it's about repentance. It's about having that spirit of repentance. The second hindrance is lack of faith. And our response to this is to, to trust that God wants to reward us when we diligently seek him. And if we find, again, if we find this hard, we can just ask the Lord and say, Lord, please increase my faith. The third hindrance, wrong motives. Don't ask for a Ferrari. Uh, the, the response to this is to read scripture and meditate on scripture. Uh, not loving those around you, not loving your spouse. That's another hindrance to prayer. Uh, again, the response is to work to restore any broken relationships that are around you. And then the last thing, not a hindrance, but sometimes why God doesn't respond to prayer is that uh, he wants to do something different. So, my encouragement to you is to listen. Spend lots of time listening in prayer as well. So if you are if you are committing yourself to prayer, if you're praying really well or you're praying a lot, and you're noticing that there's just that rattling in the back of your prayer life, or you're noticing your, your prayer car is not functioning properly, the light went on, uh, I hope that these can be some tools that you can use to to diagnose the the issue if there is an issue um again these these are helpful tools to help us uh grow in prayer to help us learn about prayer uh we have to be very sensitive that we don't use these as responses when other people are uh, praying for something and their hearts broken because the lord has said no 
Um, prayer is a very sensitive thing. If, if we pray for healing for someone or, or for a friend who's hurting and, and it doesn't, uh, we don't see any results, that can be a very sensitive thing for people. So we have to be very sensitive in the way that we appropriate these scriptures here. Uh, but I hope those are important. I hope those are helpful tools for you uh, to, to maybe just look at your prayer life, look at your life and go through them and just say, Lord, is, is there parts of me that are uh, maybe parts of my life that are hindering my prayers? And um, I hope that you'll take some time to, to meditate on those scriptures.